Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to The Shakedown, a podcast by corrections, about corrections, and for corrections. I'm your host, Aaron Dawson, warden at the Morgan County Correctional Facility in Morgan County, Alabama, but more importantly, here with you today on this episode of The Shakedown. As we continue our talk, continue our look about the wonderful and exciting and exhilarant, uh, exhilarating, pardon me, world of report writing. Uh, it's always a great way to start. I talk about report writing is to start making up words. But anyway, anyway, uh, we talked about last time the importance, the two most important elements, actually, of report writing of truth and honesty and making sure we tell the truth, that we're honest about what took place, that we're clear about our perception, about what we saw, what we heard, so forth and so on. I'd like to pick up where we left off and talk about today about some um, some places that we need to make sure that we do some form of reporting. Now, some of these reports that we're going to talk about uh, today are not going to be lengthy narrative style reports. They may simply be a phrase. They may simply be a sentence. They may be a simple notation. But the point is, is that we are documenting uh, what took place. And so I want to talk about a few places uh, that we need to make sure that we are documenting uh, some things. We're going to talk about jail logs, and 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 they may, you know in your facility they may be called a jail log, they may be called an activity log, that's uh, a duty post uh, log. Uh, whatever the point is, is it's the daily activity that goes on in in your facility in your area of responsibility that you log. What that is. I want to talk about disciplinary reports as far as uh, disciplinaries uh, with the inmates. I want to talk about incident reports, uh, the, the, those reports that we have to, the narratives, if you will, that we have to do after something has happened. Uh, I want to talk about use of force reports. And then uh, lastly, I want to talk about some supplemental uh, some supplemental reports. So let's, let's jump into this. Basically, jail logs, as I said, are a place where whatever you call the place where you log what goes on in your facility, uh, things like cell checks, things like head counts, uh, things like when you put inmates out on the, uh, the rec yard or the exercise yard, uh, visits when they happen or don't happen, meals when they're served and, and who gets them, who refuses them, uh, housing assignments. Uh, maintenance requests, whether you, you know, whether you were notified of it, you passed it on to your supervisor, you put in that maintenance request, whatever the case may be. Um, inmates that went to medical or inmates that put in requests, uh, to go to metal, medical, um, any kind of grievances that were brought to your attention. Bottom line, anything that is included in our daily activities, we need to make sure that we document that it happened. And you say, well, hold on a second. I mean, you know, if we do, if we do three counts a day, three head counts a day, is really that important for me to do to document every time? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, cause heaven forbid, let's say that you have an in custody death. What's going to save you is whether or not you were putting eyes on those inmates to check and to see, to check and to make sure that they were alive. Well, first of all, they were present and that they were alive and that they were healthy. If you don't document your head counts, if you don't document your cell checks, if you don't document that, that that took place, how are you going to prove that you were not deliberately indifferent to the care and the custody of that inmate by going in there and checking on them? 
Without that documentation, you're not going to be able to prove it. And therefore, you're going to be found liable. So something very trivial in the moment can be something so huge, momentous, uh, much later. And that's why it's important uh, that we document these things in these uh, jail logs. I want to make sure that, you know, if there's, a, if there's a regular activity or something that normally takes place at this time, uh, that it was delayed or that it was canceled, whether it was for weather or whether it was something going on or whatever the case may be. We want to make sure we document those as, as, as well. I want to make sure that if there was a situation that took place that we log it, uh, as close to the time that it took place uh, as we can. And, and the reason that we want to do this is, is that we want them to be able to demonstrate what a normal day looks like in our facility. Now, I know uh, for some of our facilities, using the word normal seems kind of like an oxymoron, but we want to establish this is what a normal day looks like. This is a snapshot of a normal day in fill-in-the-blank correctional facility detention facility or jail. We want to show the courts. We want to show the attorneys. We want to show whoever this is what normal looks like. So when something happens, it stands out. If we have, as I said before, heaven forbid you, we have an in custody death. We want to be able to prove it, to verify, to demonstrate that that's not normal. <laughs> we usually don't have those. And those jail logs are how, uh, how we uh, we build that case and show uh, what normal is. So if it happens, at least we need to make a note of it that, that it took place. Second type of, of, of place, of second place we want to talk about reports and making sure it's documented is in disciplinary actions. Anytime we're we're putting a disciplinary action on an inmate, they have earned a disciplinary action. We need to make sure that there is at least some documentation. And you can say, oh, wait a minute, if I just put them behind a the door for till the end of shift, you know, it's, it's eight, nine, 10 hours, uh, they're going to be behind a door. Do I necessarily need to do a full blown disciplinary, you know, uh, documentation process? Well, maybe not. Now, if your facility or your agency has uh, guidelines that, that talk about that, you obviously want to follow those, but from a legal or liable uh, liability standpoint, no, necessarily you may not have to do that, but, could it possibly be important to keep track of maybe not major things, but maybe some minor things that this inmate, minor infractions that this inmate is continually doing over and over and over and over again? Could it be important that we build that track record that we show that this inmate is exhibiting this behavior? Absolutely. Absolutely. So even if it's a minor notation in that jail log or that activity log we were just talking about, or maybe it's a minor uh, notation in the inmate's jail log or his, his comments or notes, whatever the case may be, that this, this disciplinary action was taken, we need to make sure we put it there. But one of the reasons that one of the places that it's most important for us to document when it comes to disciplinary is when it comes to their due process. Now, We'll talk about inmate disciplinaries uh, at a different time. That's a, that's a topic for a different day. Um, but we are required by, by the Constitution to provide those inmates with due process, meaning uh, they have to be notified of the infraction 
and the recommended discipline. They have to be given the opportunity to defend themselves, uh, to, to uh, gather witnesses or any evidence they may want to present. Uh, they have to be given the opportunity to discuss with the hearing officer and present their case. All of that is, is, is clearly laid out and shown to be the case. Well, if we view the due process of, of disciplinaries as a court case, well, you can view if I'm the officer and I'm I'm recommending this inmate be disciplined, that I'm the prosecution. I'm the district attorney, if you will. I'm the prosecuting attorney. And here's my evidence. Here's my evidence is this report that I am putting together. So obviously, when you look at it that way, it's important that we make sure that we document uh, when it comes uh, to disciplinary issues. We need to articulate what rule or what regulation uh, did they violate? Um, what were the actions taken immediately? Um, were there any other inmates involved? Were there other officers involved that we might uh, need to show that, hey, this is their, they were there, this is their witness statement, this is what they said, so forth and so on. Um, excuse me. I want to make sure we can convey uh, all those things so that when it gets to the hearing officer, they have a complete picture of what took place, what your involvement was, what your view was, so forth and so on, what you're asking for as far as disciplinary action, who they need to go to to get other information so they can make a clear decision. So, discipline reports, probably the broadest area, uh, thirdly, we would say is an incident report. You say, well, what, what does an incident report cover? Well, an incident. <laughs> if, if something happened that's worth remembering, it's worth writing something down. I got into a habit uh, when I first became, uh, when I first was promoted to the warden position, that if an event took place in which I thought it was possible or likely that there may be some litigation filed concerning this incident. I would go ahead and I'd make copies of the incident reports and the, and the use of force reports and whatever kind of reports there were, put it in a folder, label it, put it in the filing cabinet. Because that way, if I was right and it did come down to it, I had everything right there. Well, there have been some times where maybe uh, we, got, we got notice of a, of a lawsuit and they send me the, the copy of, of that notice. And they're like, hey, let's go ahead and let's gather up all the documentation. And there's times where I go to digging and there's really not a whole lot to pull together. Because at the time, the incident, quote unquote, didn't seem that big of a deal. And they didn't write much, if anything, down. So now here we have a lawsuit and I've got nothing to provide and I'm having to go back, hopefully maybe to those officers and say, Hey, can you write me another report or a more detailed report based on what you remember? But the problem is, is when the court looks at that, they're going to say, well, they didn't write a report way back when, when it happened. No, they wrote one just recently. So that's not going to look great. So if it's worth remembering, it's worth writing down. And like we said before, if, if you don't write a good report for anybody else, write it for you, write it for you. You know, maybe something like a medical emergency or a suicide attempt. Maybe, you know, there's a power loss of some kind or, or, or a water break or a major leak. Um, maybe a mental health thing going on. Maybe a riot or a disturbance. 
Um, maybe something in booking, you know, maybe the paperwork got, got messed up or they gave the wrong name to the arresting officer and they get to jail and we realize, Hey, wait a minute. That's not this guy. That, that, that name he gave us. That's not right. This is so and so or whatever the case may be. Uh, maybe, uh, any, anything that maybe there's a delay in, in meals being served or, or, uh, maybe there's a fire, whatever the case may be. If it's worth remembering, it's worth writing it down. A kind of a tag along with an incident report would be use of force reports. Now we talked about this when we talked about use of force. Anytime that force is used against an inmate, if I use force against an inmate, I need to write a use of force report. And we talked about those, those factors. Uh, we talked about use of force. We talked about the threat perceived by the officer. Uh, we talked about that they recognized that there was going to be a need for force or it looked like there was going to be a need for force. Uh, the efforts that we made to temper that severity of force, the amount of force that was used and the injuries sustained or maybe the lack thereof. But all those we want to make sure we include in those use of force reports. And the last type of report we want to mention are those supplemental reports. Uh, maybe it's, I wasn't directly involved in the situation, but I saw what took place. I witnessed it. Or maybe, you know, I heard the altercation over the radio, or maybe I was in, I was in the control room and I watched it take place on camera. Uh, maybe I was in another, other dorm and I, I was looking through the, the windows uh, from one dorm to another and I saw it or, or maybe later uh, after the incident took place, I was, I was walking through and, and I heard inmates talking about what took place, whatever the case may be. I was not directly involved, but I had some information that would be helpful in understanding what took place or may be helpful in understanding what took place. Well, then I would need to write a supplemental report and I would need to be very clear in my supplemental report, uh, whether I was able to confirm that it was fact, like I saw it or I heard it, or maybe it's a hearsay. And I, and I say, and I make that clear in, uh, I make that clear in the report, uh, that it is hearsay. Um, but, the point being is that I am writing this supplemental report, this witness statement, this, hey, I heard this or I saw this or I found this, whatever the case may be. And it can be added to, it can be added to the overall uh, report that is put together. Um, and those can be things that can, that can lend credibility to the, the, the eyewitness account of the person that was involved in the incident. If they say, well, this is my perception. Uh, this is what, what I saw. This is what I heard. Uh, or this is what I experienced to have somebody else come alongside and say, yeah, they're right. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what I saw. That's exactly what I heard. They're right. And so they can back up on uh, what it was. Um, that was put together. And so those supplemental reports are as well. So the point being, guys, is that when we talk about report writing, it is important. It is imperative uh, that we document those things that were honest, that were truthful about it, and that we include uh, that documentation in all those areas uh, that we talked about. Uh, Lord Will, I want to spend one more, one more episode talking about report writing. And I want to talk about some uh, hopefully, hopefully give you guys some tools that will help you in your writing of a good report. I realize not everybody's an English major, not everybody is into creative writing, not everybody likes writing, and sometimes that can be really scary. So uh, next time, I want to pick up where we left off 
uh, on this one. And let's talk about some basics of, of good just writing, much less report writing. Well, guys, Godspeed. And as always, let's stay sharp. Let's stay safe. Let's stay vigilant. Until next time, Godspeed.